This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good night, Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. We'd like to wish a special mazel to Rabbi Mrs. Gershon Brafman upon the birth of a grandson, as well as a upcoming chasana of a grandson. May they see, continue to see much nachas from their entire lovely family. This week's Parsha, Parsha Shemais, we open up with a new chapter in Jewish history, where the Torah introduces us to the first time to our great, great Moshe Rabbeinu, the leader of the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu, who was known by the Rambam to have been the highest level Navi. He had a different relationship than everyone else in Jewish history. He was the one who gave us the Torah, Moshe Emes, Viserasi Emes. We have an unbelievable connection to Moshe Rabbeinu as the leader of the Jewish people. But if you ever wondered, where does the Moshe Rabbeinu come from? Where do, where do you produce, or how does one produce a child that can grow up to be something like a Moshe Rabbeinu, to be great leaders, to be great people, to be great gedolim? And the answer, I believe, is found in this week's parsha. because in this week's parsha we learn about Moshe Rabbeinu's childhood. We learn about his early years. We learn about where he comes from. We learn about his background. We learn about where exactly did he come from. And what's interesting about Moshe Rabbeinu's family is that his parents were obviously unique people, but not only did they raise a Moshe Rabbeinu, they also raised two other fantastic children, Aaron and Miriam, Moshe Rabbeinu's siblings, who were all unbelievable in their own right, great accomplishments to the Jewish people. Aaron HaKoyin, we all know, was the Kohen Gadol. He embodied Oyev Shalom, Verayi Shalom's entire purpose in life was to help people to bring unity Miriam, it was also on an unbelievable level where her we had water in the Midbar. We're not talking about small people here. And all of these three children come from Amram and Yocheved. I think we need to delve a little deeper and try to understand what type of home can you imagine that Amram and Yocheved built to merit, to be zaycha, to have such wonderful children. Of course, there's no perfect recipe. There's no perfect answer to how to raise children. We know it's so difficult to raise children, especially in our generation. There's so much going on, so much outside temptation. Obviously, the first answer always is davening and tefillahs and tehillim. Those are always an important element in raising children. But as we delve deeper a little bit and to look at where these three children come from, perhaps we can gl- get a glimpse of how children can be raised in a home. They, c- they can be destined for greatness where they're given the right tools, they're given the proper ideology that they can grow, rise up and become great people. When the Torah first introduces us to Yocheven and Miriam, I'm sorry, Yocheven and Amram, the Torah doesn't even tell us their name. In the beginning of Perak Beis, the, tell, the Torah tells us there was a man who came from the house of Levi who took a girl who was the daughter of Levi. Nameless people. The Torah gives them no name. Why does the Torah give them no name? There are many answers given. I just saw this morning a beautiful understanding from Reb Schwab. Reb Schwab said because the Torah wanted to emphasize the notion that they both came from Levi. Levi represents Torah. If a person wants to build, a person wants to see success in their children, it has to be built on Torah. There has to be a foundation, a strong foundation of Torah. Both from the man and the woman. It comes from both sides. So the Torah is, is highlighting why did such a great great child like Moshe, and for that matter, Aaron and his sister come from such a relationship because he was a descendant of Levi, and she was a boss Levi. They both represented, they both came, they both came from the Shevet, whose ideology, whose life mission was the study of Torah. Such an important idea. 
When we want to raise our children for greatness, we have to realize our home needs to be built on Torah. Torah has to be a priority. Torah has to be value. Torah has to be important. Torah has to be emphasized. And then we have hopefully a chance to be able to build children that are going to be destined for greatness. <coughs> but there's another, I believe, another idea over here that the Torah is trying to relate to us. The Torah perhaps doesn't give them names because the Torah is reminding us that these people, both Amram and Yocheved, didn't think about themselves as great people. They didn't look at themselves as, look at me. Amram, the Gemara says, was the God of Hadar. But he didn't look at himself like that. He, was, he did his thing and Yocheved did her thing. No name, no recognition, no fanfare, no, no, no big fancy titles. They just lived their life the way Hashem wanted them. They lived their life not for themselves. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about my accomplishments. It was about living a life of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why perhaps their names are even removed from the parasha. Because it's not about their names. They don't look at themselves as people. They don't look at themselves as chosh of a people. They look at themselves as regular folk who's trying to every day serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in such a capacity. And when we raise our, when we have a home like that, the children can then be destined for greatness. But if we raise, if we raise our children that we always think that we're so important, we're so, we are always looking at ourselves and focusing on ourselves and our titles and how the world looks at us and what the world thinks of us and how we consider chosh in the eyes of others. It's much harder. When a person asks himself what's important, the only thing that's important to me is, is this going to bring nachas ruach Hashem? Is this what Hashem wants? Will this make Hashem happy? And that's the way Amram and Yochebed lived their entire life. When you live a life like that, then we can hopefully produce wonderful children like Moshe Aaron and, his, and Miriam. But I believe it goes even one step further. We know that the Gemara tells us that Amram, after power decided, power decreed that all the boys are going to be killed, Amram decided to divorce from his wife. He didn't want to live with his wife because he didn't want to have any more children. Why should he have children for them just to be murdered by pirate? And he divorced his wife. And the Gemara says Amram was the god Ladar, which means everyone followed what he did. And his daughter Miriam, who at the time was five years old, five-year-old daughter came to him and said, Ta, Dad, Abba, you fill in the blank. She said, I think you're making a mistake because the way you're doing it, no one's going to be born. Not boys and not girls. But at least with the way Pari has it, only the boys will die. We'll still have a generation of girls. And the Gemara tells us that at that moment, Amram said, you're right. And he took back his wife, and presumably all the other men remarried their wives. Now this story to me is the answer to our original question. Can you imagine a God Ladar today who makes up sack with the whole Klaisral follows him? And he says, I want everyone to know I'm retracting because my five-year-old daughter told me I made a mistake. I'm sure if we were in that predicament, our answer would have been, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's five years old. What does she know? Uh, you know, who, who would admit? Someone who's the God Ladar is going to admit that he was wrong and his five-year-old daughter pointed out his flaw. The answer is, that's what made Amram special. Because Amram was never about him. It was never about his ego. It was never about his attitude. Amram was all about, what does Hashem want? And if my five-year-old points out to me that I made a mistake, so be it. So often we live in, in a world where people can never admit their mistakes. They can never hear something from anyone else. They can never learn from anyone else. And that is not a good recipe. Amram teaches us in this week's parish, if you're willing to learn from everyone, you're willing to gain from anyone, then you can produce wonderful children. Amram got up and said, I made a mistake. My five-year-old daughter was right. I overlooked something. It was a mistake on my part. And he changed his whole outlook as well as the outlook of the Jewish people. To me, this is, this is an unbelievable message. If we can live like this, which, which means we're not locked into only my way of thinking. 
If someone points out that maybe I'm thinking things wrongly or making a mistake, I'm willing to hear it. Doesn't mean they're going to be right, but I'm willing to hear it. And if they are right, I'm willing to change my tune. I'm willing to make it about face if I made a mistake. We live in a world where so many people are so gung-ho and their sheet doesn't have cover. They don't even want to hear, they don't even want to listen. Let alone from their five-year-old daughter. And this hashkafa that was in the, in the Amrom Yochebet home went to all of their children. It was never about me. It was always about what Hashem wants. We find later on <coughs> that Amram, that Moshe Rabbeinu was hesitant to go and take the leadership of the Jewish people because he was afraid how it might affect his brother. Because to Moshe Rabbeinu, this is not all about me. It's not the Moshe Rabbeinu life show who can I be better than. Moshe Rabbeinu's one was what does Hashem want and who perhaps am I going to hurt? There's a sensitivity. It's not all about me. If it would all be, all be about me, Moshe Rabbeinu would have taken the job sight and seen. Who didn't want to be the, who wouldn't want to be the leader of the Jewish people? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't live like that. Nor did his brother Aaron. His brother Aaron was thrilled when he heard that his older brother is going to be the, his younger brother is going to be the leader. Because these people didn't live for themselves. They lived for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The problem is we're always living for ourselves. We're always only looking after ourselves, our covet. How are we going to be perceived by the outside world? What is everyone thinking about us? If we were to drop that attitude and just ask ourselves, is this going to make HaKadosh Baruch Hu happy? Am I serving Hashem to my best capacity and capability? That's the lesson we need to give to our children. And that was the message that was taught in the home of Amram and Yocheved. The lesson was, it's not about you, it's not about titles, it's not about... You know, fancy, fancy recognition is about doing Hashem's will and realizing what Hashem wants and sometimes having to be corrected to realize what Hashem wants. I think that was perhaps the value system that was taught in the home and that's why they were zaychet to have such wonderful children. But Hashem, we should learn from Amram and Yochev and we should see, we should pick up how to infuse in our home with our children and our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, this idea of it's not about your title and about how many people stand up for you and how many recognitions and how many likes you get and all that. None of that really matters. It's really, are you doing what's right? Are you doing what Hashem wants? Are you, are you being a good Ever Hashem? Mr. Hashem, we should all be zaycheh to produce children like Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. We should be zaycheh to see wonderful, wonderful Yiddish and Nachas from many, many divers, from all of our children, grandchildren, Mr. Hashem, great-grandchildren, and Halvai Viter, because we're going to infuse in them the proper values have had to be a Yid in a very difficult time. We should only see many, many, many Dari Dairis of Yiddish Anachas and Bizaicha to present HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our Yiddish Anachas, what we produce, what we've given to him. We should be Zaycha together with our wonderful Nachas of many generations to greet Mashiach and Herbi Amenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.